Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as red-hot as a Sasa Kalajic scoring streak, fancy advice as on point as a Stefan Ortega reflex save, and two pundits who landed either side of the 100-punk mark last weekend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thorogood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 4, Match Day 26. And joining me, as always, the fantasy fußball got himself, Flo Reinecker. Flo, uh, what, a, what a weekend we had. Yeah, it's it's nice that you still call me that, James. I'm uh, like, you know what? I, I I I felt like I've I've lost the right. I almost lost the right for that. <laughs> I had the my worst fantasy result ever last match day. So I've never um, been worse than last match day. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a bad and, weekend, and and that was playing in the cup. I know. I mean, when it matters, <laughs> I I totally bunked it. So yeah, that was definitely. A tough pill to swallow. Well, you, you did, you did, but I have good news for you. That'll come later on the show because you've actually, you're still in the competition. Really? But more on that later. What? Yeah. I'm, I might have paid off the organizer to keep you in it. No, <laughs> it was, it was a weird weekend, right? I mean, we had Gladbach and Leverkusen. They continued their downward spiral. We had Olmo and Kunku getting dropped by Nagelsmann. Zula turned out to be probably my worst banker pick of the whole entire yeah, season. Yeah, so, uh, Like you yeah. convinced me of him. He was one of my terrible picks. I'm, so, I'm the very other one, sorry. I mean, uh, I brought in Baumgartner. I, I, I still think it was a sound reasoning because I wanted, like, what, I had so many guys playing in the Frankfurt Leipzig game that I felt that a second guy from the last game, apart from Borna Sosa, would be a, a good strategy. And uh, I decided to go with Baumgartner. That's a great strategy. Has a nice matchup this week. I mean, he got injured and uh, got substituted out. These things happen. Nothing you can do about it. And the, the third transfer was Frimpong still think is... It's uh, uh, decent thinking behind it. It's just like like Leverkusen totally shit the bat uh, against Bielefeld. And yeah, what are you going to do about it? I mean, he almost yeah. scored in injury time, uh, which would have saved the day. That too. But yeah. Now, it was it was the classic case of watching that performance, knowing that we had re- both recommended him on the show and watching him get into some very good positions, like we said he would, but then his final pass never found a teammate or, you know, the, the, the pass was blocked and stuff like that. And it was the case of there was a lot of promise there, but it didn't relate into anything in terms of fantasy points, unfortunately. So that is a shame. But as I say, it was a wild... I mean, when, when Nico Schlotterbeck, you know, Thomas Muller and Wout Weghorst are the three highest scoring players in a weekend. And I don't think that's factual either. I think I'm close, but I'm missing a few players. Like, you know, it's been a bit of a weird weekend and a lot of people have had some weird experiences. And so it's one of those weekends. I mean, Weghorst playing Schalke, (laughs) that was always possible. But like getting two assists in a game, that's unheard of of (laughs) Weghorst. That's exactly it. Exactly it. So, you know, hopefully... This weekend will be a little more run of the mill. Um, we do have some listener questions, so we'll start with that in part one. And I'll come to one first because I think this is a question that a lot of people are facing, Flo, given our experience in the fantasy game this season because there's an international break after this weekend. And so at J.Queralt is asking, should we make transfers this week with the assumption that we will get unlimited transfers next week? And if so, is it simply a case of loading up on as many Leipzig starters as possible? That would definitely be a smart strategy. I'm, I like, I honestly don't know if there's going to be unlimited transfers and I probably won't, um, make my transfers so as if there were, but I think there's a possibility that this is going to happen. 
I definitely will lobby uh, during the summer break that we get confirmation on when it's going to be unlimited transfers before the match days next season. Because I, I think this this guessing and gambling, if it's going to be, I, I personally don't like it. I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's like you are able to pull off, uh, like you, you can... Use that for your strategy if you know when it's going to be unlimited transfers or not. And I always prefer um, if strategy is more important than luck. And uh, I mean, we're playing a game uh, in which both things are definitely important. It's not just strategy. It's just like if you're having sound strategy, it heightens the chances of you getting good results. And if you do that in the long run, you you will do better and, uh, as if you have a bad strategy. It's just like it is. But on any given match day, anything can happen. Yep. Injuries, red cards, and, and stuff like that. And and like a game like Leverkusen, Bielefeld, I, I was pretty certain like this was one. If I had to gamble on a match, like this was one of the certain home wins I've, I, I saw going on into last match day. Because of the disappointment of Bielefeld against Bremen, because Leverkusen getting a win on the road at Gladbach, but that's definitely a reminder that um, there are no certainties uh, in football. In mind, uh, it yes. seems a bit uh, like like uh, a phrase. I'm not. You have you have to help me there a with a you. phrase. Huh? Sorry, James. A, a phrase. You mean an idiom? It doesn't really mean something because it's a common place. So that's what that's what I wanted to say. But it's just fact. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if we get unlimited transfers. I personally uh, won't. I don't expect it. But like, I'm what like, do I'm I like know? I, I didn't expect the last time there were unlimited transfers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably the wrong person to ask there. Well, no, that, that's it. I think, I mean, the one good thing about this, there's a lot of uncertainty in it, but the one good thing is that we're all on the same playing field. No one's got an advantage of knowing that there is or isn't a wild card coming up. But I, I do, I, I compare to the Fantasy Premier League game. And in the Fantasy Premier League game, you get three three wild card chips that you can play throughout the season. You get two wild cards where you can literally make unlimited transfers on that week. You can do that twice a season. You get one at the start of the season and then one at the halfway stage of the season. And then on top of that, you get these three extra chips. One is a bench boost where your the players on your bench, you know, the points count towards it. You have a triple captain where you can make your your one player get triple points that weekend instead of double points. The other one's a free hit where you can, for one week, change your team and then the next week it'll go back to your old team, right? So they they've brought in these ideas in the fantasy premier league game to try and offset that and i think there's a good concept behind it i i like the idea where you have control of your wild cards and and your ability to make unlimited transfers and so that may be something that's worth considering when it comes to the unlimited transfers i i'm about 75 25 on uh, on them not doing it i think that's probably like where i'm at in my head i think it's better to plan as if they're not coming in and than it is to plan because especially you know given j dot Quarrel's question loading up on leipzig players you do that and there are no unlimited transfers you might be stuck with a bunch of them against bayern when the international break comes back so yeah that's but a- like bayern Bayern wins games, but they also like they the opponents get chances to score. So uh, I don't think it's as much of a red flag than it's used to be to have players playing against Bayern, unless maybe defenders, because 
they they score a bunch of goals, most goals in Bundesliga history so far. I think to that point of the season. So, uh, but with midfielders or even strikers, I, I'm, like I, I don't mind that too much. Uh, with Leipzig. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, not the worst strategy, but a, a tricky one. So yeah, do, do be careful. I think, I think, yeah, the, the safer option will be not to make any rash decisions um, and, and take the gamble. Um, but you've got three transfers, so use two to be safe, use one to have a gamble if that's how you're feeling. That's always a good way to go about it. It's kind of how I do my transfers every week, to be honest. <laughs> I always look for one differential gamble in there if I can find it. But let's move on, because that was a, a pretty hot topic uh, in terms of the questions, but there are some more that we've got to get through and we'll move on to the next one from at Mulcahy Mike uh, he says hi guys with all the preferred strikers playing early on Saturday Lewandowski, Silva, Holland, Kalajic even Veghorst he says where can we look for flexibility in the front line this weekend or is that a waste of time uh, I don't think it's a waste of time you can go with Leipzig so especially I like Alexander Zerlot if he's in the starting lineup because he's like he's uh, pretty cheap for a, a striker who's on on a decently uh, a good run. Uh, I, did he start uh, against Frankfurt? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did he, start. Yeah. But that was a disappointing result, but I think he had two or three good, good games in a row. So I think he's an option if you want Friday night involvement. And also Andre Kramaric playing at home against Mainz, I think like he's a, a, a pretty pretty decent one. Uh, if you want the standalone striker. And I think this would be the the two guys I'd look at. Uh, if Zolot isn't starting, I mean, you can make arguments for Paulson uh, or Forsberg. Uh, I, I just think that Zolot, uh, like he's the uh, most prolific goal uh, uh, scorer out of these three, I I think. We haven't seen that in the Bundesliga so far, but like we've seen glimpses now what that he can put the uh, ball in the back of the net. No, definitely. I, I think those are definitely the places to look because you, you don't want to be looking at Gladbach, you know, Turan player, both out of form. Yes, they could score big against Schalke, but that is a huge risk you're taking. Same with Leverkusen's forwards right now, up against Hertha Berlin this weekend. Hertha, Piontek, Cordoba, you know, there's uncertainty there. And then Freiburg, Augsburg, I think it's fair to say that's not necessarily expected to be the highest scoring fantasy game uh, this weekend. So, Oh, that- I, 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 agree. I disagree. Oh, ooh, okay. But I still have issues with narrowing down what I want to involve because apart from Schalke, Freiburg and Augsburg are the the two clubs who concede the most shots on goal so far this year. So I would like like a guy like Vincenzo Grifo, but there's even talk of him maybe getting benched. And I'm not sure, like, maybe Roland Schalloy is really the guy who would benefit if Freiburg has a good game. Oh, that's a good shout. I mean, if you need uh, some differential there, 8.3 million, I, th- I think you could do a lot worse than going with Roland Schaller. Okay, well, that's, uh, that answers part of our next question, which is from at Hafid FW, who was asking, what do you think about Freiburg assets? So I think it answers that part. But he's also asking Flo for recommendations to replace Olmo and Arit. Um, so I wouldn't rep- uh, replace Olmo. If he's in a starting lineup, why replace him? Yeah, that was yeah. going to be my next and, question. And yeah. Harit is like, you can sell him, definitely. But I'm not, I'm not sure. If you're in the camp like me, and I've got Dorm and Yunus in my squad, um, Yunus is suspended. Durm is injured. 
World Cup winner Eric Dorm. I think we like that's the reason why he didn't perform so good uh, in recent weeks. Probably James, we we let that slide a bit. We we have actually we've been a bit disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, and he's punishing <laughs> us. But like then, I, like there's already two transfers again. I have to make and and a guy like I read like. If something's happening on the pitch, it's probably I read for Schalke. Uh, I think he's one of the few who can at least have a decent score and it's a standalone fixture. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't think about selling Olmo. I expect him to start. Uh, we we talked about uh, off-air already about what Nagelsmann did against Frankfurt, uh, the Guardiola syndrome. Um, you said he's Mr. Smarty Pants, I think, James. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what you said. Just trying trying to show what great coach he is and can leave his best players on the bench and still win. Uh, didn't work out against Frankfurt, but like, how, how can you uh, not feel Olmo and Nkunku the way they are playing right now? It's just a ridiculous decision, especially when they got the week off afterwards. So I expect Olmo and Nkunku both to start at Bielefeld and they are both pretty good assets for fantasy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, a re re replacement, uh, shall I? But um, the guy I prefer is Baumgartner. Yeah. Uh, he, got, he got injured last weekend, but uh, he's back on the training pitch. He is having a standalone fixture. They're playing Mainz. Um, Mainz is doing better, but they still are conceding shots. And that's like, that's the most important thing I care about. And another nice thing about Mainz is like no teams is getting more challenges on average per game than Mainz. So every Hoffenheim player will probably win more challenges than usual uh, when they face off Mainz. And that's like, that's a small added bonus I'm, I'm going to take. Yeah, no, I think those are, those are, well, it's, it's a worthy name to throw out there, Baumgartners. I'll throw Reed Labaku after his, I mean, he had a brilliant game, uh, last weekend against Schalke, but up against Bremen this week, I think Baku's maybe not a bad shout to, to have another good game after that. And then you could look at the Leverkusen midfield, Wurtz, Amiri, that might be another avenue to go. But I'll be honest, I like Flo's pick of Baumgartner number one out of any of the ones I've just mentioned. It's just a case of if you want a few more options there out there. Okay. Last question of part one. And I've got to throw this one at you Flo because it's from at Benji Tonelli and he says I have Holland, Lewandowski and Silva up front which is exactly the same front line that you have so this is perfect for it he says I have no forward flexibility this week I also have Durm who is out as we've mentioned and Baumgartner who's a doubt so he says which three should I sell Holland, Zula, Durm Holland, Baumgartner, Durm or Baumgartner, Zula, Durm so I think we can rule out number three and the fact is, he's also said Haaland or Silva. So yeah. maybe that's the big question to ask here. Haaland or Silva, who are you getting rid of to get some more rotation in your lineup? I mean, that that's going to bite me probably in the ass, but I prefer Silva over Haaland. To, to keep. Like Haaland is, like, he's living from efficiency. I think uh, Silva's getting off almost twice as many shots on goal as Haaland is on average. Haaland isn't winning a lot of challenges because he's not involved in the play at all. I mean, uh, he, he he has so, like, um, not many touches per game and you're really relying on, like, he has to score two goals to really make an impact for the price tag he's at. 
and they're playing at Cologne. I'm, I'm not saying that's not what, what can happen. And we know that, like, he's probably more likely to, a three, uh, to score three, four, or even five goals. I, I, I don't think we can rule that out in one of these days because he's such a great striker. But right now, I definitely, I, I prefer the quantity of what Silva gets uh, at Frankfurt over the quality which Haaland has. So... Uh, For me, it, it's it's a close decision, and I have the same three strikers, and I like I don't like it that they all play Saturday afternoon, but I might take it and just banking on Lewandowski at least getting you ten points as a given, and then you're like that's that's okay uh, for me because I have to do one transfer in defense, one in midfield, and if like one other guy is doubtful or questionable or might not start, like I'm I'm not getting rid of a striker to get more flexibility if all three strikers have the ability to score big and all three have at least decent matchups on, on the match day. So I would I would stick with Baumgartner from the news I read today. I, I expect him to start because the game is on Sunday. So I would go with the pairing uh, Haaland, Süle, Durm to sell in this one because we, like, we don't know if Süle is going to start. That's just the problem with Zula. I like him very much if he's on the pitch and I might abide the bullet with him and bank on him starting just because I have to do two other transfers. That would mean I would have to do two transfers in defense. And I'd rather probably bring in another midfielder than get rid of. Uh, yeah, I, th I think I'd agree with everything that you said there. And I, I mean, that's why I wanted to ask you. I've got the same predicament. That, that's always a smart yes. position. Well, yes. <laughs> true, in Venice, yeah. following anything that you say is always a smart position. You're right. But I've got the same predicament. I've got Silver, Cruiser and Lewandowski. And so I am actually definitely getting rid of one. And at one point today, I was even thinking about getting rid of two. But I don't know if I'm quite that that gutsy. Um, that was mainly when I thought, oh, maybe there's a chance of unlimited transfers. Maybe I'll have a bit of a, a gamble. But I, I, I've, I've, I've come back from that a little I, bit. I would get rid of Sula, uh, of Cruiser. Well, no, the, he's the um, definite. Is whether I get rid of yeah. Silver as well. Nah. But I don't, th I don't think I'm going to do that personally. Yeah. Because I've seen, yeah, I've kind of set it on three and it's one midfield, one defender, one striker that's coming out this week. Yeah. And Cruiser, Cruiser is nice. the option. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's a, a good way to end part one uh, on some listener questions. We will be back in part two in just a jiffy. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy. Time to get our teeth stuck into the fixture list, starting with that Friday night game, Bielefeld against Leipzig. Now, Forsberg and Nkunku, we've talked about them a couple of times already. They are Leipzig's top scorers in this season in the Bundesliga with six goals apiece. Funny enough, Leipzig are the only team in the current top five without a player on double figures for goals, but they're Their goals are very nicely spread out throughout the team. Interestingly, they've also won their last three Bundesliga away games by three goals to nil. The question, I think, with this one, Flo, we've talked about a couple of the players already. You've mentioned Zorlot. He's the one that you want to start up front. But is there anyone that's really not on our radar that may be worth considering? I brought in Marcel Halsenberg last week, and I was not happy with the fixture against Frankfurt, but I was okay with this Friday night fixture. And he's he's one that's kind of top of my list of, you know, someone that we haven't talked about a lot this season, but might be worth a bit of a punt on Friday. Yeah, it's depending where he's going to play. Yeah, if he's playing in the Angelino position, basically as a left winger, yeah, I'm all for it. 
If he's playing as like the left part in the three-man back line, I'm going to pass. So I, I need to see the, the lineup uh, of Leipzig to see where he feels, yeah. like where, where he uh, is positioned. Uh, or are they playing, the, like if they're playing in a four-man back line, he's playing left back. Uh, it's a toss-up, uh, I would say. Um, and w with with the Bayern game looming and Angelino probably being back then, I, I think it's a hard sell for me to to bring him in. So are you looking at this game really as kind of Nkunku, Olmo and maybe Leipzig striker and that's kind of it then in your opinion? Yeah, I, I think if Haidara plays, you can always make an argument for Haidara because he, he likes to get shots on goal. Uh, he's a like he's a pretty decent fantasy option um, to um, for a decent price, but um, since this is a Friday game and you probably have at least in Kunku or Olmo, I'm not sure that it's worth doubling up with Hidara. So I personally, I'm like I have in Kunku. I think he's the best option. Olmo is close second, and then it's a lot for me if he's going to play. I'm probably not that interested in. Forceback or even Paulson if they play uh, as I would have like uh, if I then want to make a transfer up front I probably go with Kramaric over the, these two. Okay, so yeah, um, but I, I mean I mean every Leipzig player can like they, they can they can score big. I I expect them to bounce back. Uh, I, I'm not sure that like Bielefeld was a bit lucky at Leverkusen to win that game. Um, I, I think that's fair to say, and I'm I'm not sure they. Uh, Leipzig, they they can draw the right conclusions of what Bielefeld is showing so far, and uh, I I think they get the better out of Bielefeld on Friday. Yeah, I'd I'd certainly back that as well. I mean, if you go back to the game early this season, I mean, a two-one win for Leipzig, a bit gritty. It was one of those where Angelino shined and Nkunku got a goal as well. Fabian Klaus then pulled one back late on, and I don't necessarily think that this is going to be quite the romp that maybe people would expect if they're looking at it just on paper. Because yeah, Bielefeld, Frank Kramer. He knows how Leipzig want to play, right? He's come from the air-based school of football because he's been spending time with Salzburg for the last couple of years before coming to Armenia. And I just wonder, this could be a tricky matchup. I don't think it's quite the foregone conclusion that people think it will. But I do believe that there will still be fantasy points in this because I do believe Leipzig will still put pressure on Bielefeld the same way they did against Frankfurt and they're still going to carve out a lot of chances. And you want the players that are going to be involved in that and that's why Unkunku Olmo, I completely agree top of the list. So let's move on then to the next game, the Saturday 3.30 kickoffs. We'll start with Bayern against Stuttgart and what an interesting fixture this is and you wouldn't have thought that at the beginning of the season but we've got two pretty informed strikers coming up against one another. I mean Robert Lewandowski is doing Robert Lewandowski things but only he has scored more goals in 2021 than his Stuttgart counterpart Sasa Kalajic. Who's the pick in this game, flow? Because, I mean, we a lot of people have Borna so you're a little bit worried against Bayern, but you're not going to do anything to get rid of him, especially given injuries and suspensions. And Sosa's price but tag as well. This is a game well. that could be very competitive. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. But I think Stuttgart can give Bayern a game here. Yeah, I, I believe they can too. I think it's like it's hard to pick a player from this games, but like we're back to Bayern being really tricky predicting the starting lineup and. The guys that would be more like I would be very interested in Session Abri if he were a midfielder because I th I think his game is coming together nicely now. Uh, he's looking the best we've seen him this this season so far, and I I think that Nabri will have 
a great run from now till the end of the season. But there's always a bit of a doubt if he's going to play and he's a striker in the game. And that's like definitely takes him off my radar. I, ju- I, I just think that like he, he's starting to, to, to catch fire, uh, Session Abri. So the only guy who would interest me apart from Lewandowski from Bayern is, is Goretzka. So I agree with my son here. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, Scott at Bremen still got only 12 points, which is a bit of a disappointment because he wasn't involved in that many shots. But And, and that's how it's going to be. Like uh, a Sané or a Nabri or whoever, uh, or Müller, they probably will have more shot involvement than Goretzka. But we know like Goretzka is very unlikely to rotate out of the squad. And we know he can give us decent results, and maybe that's that, that, that's better than than having other players uh, who are actually strikers. So Sané would be the risky choice who can pay off big. So we know that uh, didn't play at Bremen in the starting lineup. So maybe now it's his turn to play against Stuttgart. But it's just a bit too much risk attached for me um, with Sané. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I've got Kimmich in my lineup, but he's one of the transfers I'm looking to take out of my squad this week, actually, because, yeah, I did the Kimmich-Goretzka debate, and Kimmich didn't perform much worse than Goretzka, but Goretzka certainly did better. Um, well, he, he doubled the points of Kimmich, so well, I'm not sure it. if that's... Like, that's much worse in well, my book. Yeah, and for but... five million less. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is good. I mean, the, the other player I want to talk about here, just quickly... Thomas Muller, yeah. uh, this this guy, uh, second highest scoring forward in the whole entire game. Such flow. a funny guy, and like yeah. I don't think once yeah. have we ever talked about. You've got to. He's, he's really worth considering. Uh, he's a banker this week. He's in our player picks. Like never. I just think he's the most overlooked fantasy player this season comfortably. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're have right. We, have we all been forced? Or <laughs> um, but it's like it's it's just. I'm, I'm maybe I'm too strict on my policy on not doubling up especially up front from one team. And I, I, I still think Müller's points are a bit fragile because he's just giving so many assists. And, and that's always like it's goals are hard to predict, but assists are like they are even harder to predict because so much can happen. And we know like a, a tiny deflection, how that can rob a player uh, of assist. And, and, and I think there's more chance involved in players getting the amounts of assists and the Müller does and uh, with with scoring many goals like with with a player like Lewandowski it's not chance that he has so many goals it's not chance that Müller has so many assists either but like he's on a historic pace I, I, I think with his assists this year he already has 13 assists in uh, 25 match days yeah um, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and scored really 10 is. goals, by the way. That's also a good haul for him. So he, he's definitely playing at the peak and is, is a bit with Müller for me is a bit like with Vejos when he's performing well. I, I, for me, it's just a bit too fragile. And, uh, I, like, I, and I'm, I don't want to root for Müller as well. So, uh, <laughs> that, that, like, that's a combined factor of, me ignoring him, probably. That's fair enough. It is interesting. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you, you have a part to play in the prices, but if I'm right, at the start of the season, Muller was 17 and Lewandowski was 20. 
No, I think Milo was 15. I'm was he not 15? sure. Yeah. 15 and 20. Right. But I was just thinking, I mean, still, even 15 and 20, that's 35 million out of your starting 150 million budget if you went for them from the start of the season. And that's a, that's a big chunk to take out on two players playing for the same team, playing in the same position, no matter how good they are. And that's the thing. It's just, it is, it's crazy to think that he is the second highest scoring striker in the game. And yet he's barely been, well, second highest player, uh, highest scoring player in the whole entire game because he's now gone past Angelino. Yeah. And, and it's just a baffling thing that we've barely ever mentioned him. Um, but if you, if you picked him in your squad, you never did wrong. Yeah. But, but it shows, I mean, that shows how important, uh, shots on goal are. Sure. Bayern is getting off 20.3 shots on goal, uh, since the turn of the year and Leipzig, is second with 16. I mean, the, the gap is massive. Yeah. And that's that's what's showing now. We haven't seen that in the first part of the season. I, I think there were times when Leipzig and Stuttgart actually got off more shots than Bayern did. But now we're back to Bayern being the powerhouse of shot creation and that's being the powerhouse of fantasy points creation. And yeah. yes, maybe going with Müller is actually sound strategy because we know that Bayern will get shots off I, I would love to invest in by midfield it's just all the guys that are interested in are either strikers or they they get rotated out too yeah. too much <laughs> yeah. for my taste that's just a problem we know that like if we know every Bayern lineup before the match day I, I, I'd love to have at least two Bayern players uh, one in midfield one up front on, on, and possibly three to four players but we're just not sure and that's definitely something you need to factor in no, without a doubt. Okay, let's move on. We got, we got uh, a bit of a tangent there with the Thomas Muller chat, but I needed to bring him up after the weekend he had uh, last weekend, bagging another 20 points. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. And I've seen teams that are doing well uh, doubling up with Lewandowski and Muller. So it's like, they're, they're, it's not it's not dumb. It's smart to do it. But like I like I'd, I'd rather have only one Bayern player yeah. And with Lewandowski, it's just, it, it really doesn't matter what he's doing in fantasy. True. Yeah. Because everyone no, has him. So yeah. I can ignore it. I can even root for him doing bad. And with Muller, well, I, I would feel obliged to at least not be uh, sad about him scoring. And that's, that's, well, I, I don't want that in my life. No, I can understand. I can understand that. It's just no. It's just genuinely as a fan as a fan of fantasy games. If it, it's baffling to me looking at Muller and thinking he's twenty two point two million. He's the second highest scoring player in the whole entire game, and yet he's still a differential. Like, how is that possible? He's only owned by eleven percent of players in the game, and those are some teams that are probably standalone that haven't been touched for several months. So he's probably owned by less in active players. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But let's let's yeah. move on. Frankfurt against Union. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. So everyone who like doesn't feel as I feel about rooting for Bayern players, you probably should take a leaf of uh, out of James' book. <laughs> and this is probably then the match day when we see Müller and Shorts. On the sideline because yeah. he's not playing. Yeah, needs a rest. Needs a rest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Eric, Eric Maxim Chupamoti needs another like, start. He seldomly yeah. gets rested, so I'm I'm not wanting to plant any well, doubts. It is there. EMCM season. You know, you got to be careful. Uh, Eric Maxim Chupamoti is on the prowl yeah. uh, flow, so yeah, you never know. But no, okay, let's move on. Frankfurt against Union is our next game. Uh, a big star striker here as well, Andre Silva. He scored eight times in seven meetings with clubs from Berlin, including three in as many games against Union. So 
who's the player pick from this game flow? Because another one that offers fantasy potential, let's say. Yeah, although uh, both teams are quite good at shot prevention uh, this year uh, in 2021, but I like Frankfurt to to get a result here after. I think a decent draw at Leipzig. Now they're going to dominate this game. That's what I expect. And uh, I go, I'd go with Philip Kostic here as my player pick. Um, but Andre Silva is fine as well. And I'm not sure if we get any news who's going to start on the right flank for the injured Eric Durm. Uh, Toure is out for the season probably, so he's not an option there. If it's Chandler and like it. It could be. It could be Timothy Chandler. Um, but I don't think that Hütter will point us in the direction. But um, if you want to take a flyer, uh, I think Chandler has a, is a great value if he starts. And I, I think the chances are like 40%. Or, uh, I, I'm not sure what Hütter is going to do. Well, the thing is that, I mean, they're, they're racked by injury. Toure's out, yeah. Durham's out. So Chandler really is the only like yeah, viable they, right Well, they, they got Rustic kind of thing. from Australia. True. I think he's a midfielder in the game. I'm just checking it, it which sucks. And they can play Barcock there. Barcock would be a bargain as well. But we do, like, we're not sure. Maybe Hütter says, yeah, Durham is injured. Now it's the time for Chandler to shine. If we get like a quote like that, I would happily jump on the Chandler bandwagon. Well, I think I think we'll get a quote from Adi Hutter that somewhere along the lines of around about this time last season, Timothy Chandler turned into Cristiano Ronaldo and was scoring goals for fun. So I fancy giving him another crack. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Yeah, no, I- five point one million is his price tag. So uh, keep any Chandler news uh, in mind. Yeah, I think that's a, a very good good pick. Köln against Dortmund. Next up then, Köln are among the league's bottom three for fewest goals scored, 23, and most conceded, 44. And they've given away a league-high nine penalties so far this season, which is great news if you are a Haaland owner, because with Sancho out, Haaland should be first-choice penalty taker. But as we've talked about already, I mean, Köln won this game 2-1 earlier this season. El Yashkiri getting a, a brace out of nowhere. So not, not necessarily the, the foregone conclusion that many think it is but it should be a little bit easier for Dortmund than maybe the game earlier this season was Flo. And I mean in the first leg it was two goals after set pieces basically the same goal was a corner to the short, po- uh, short post and then um, someone uh, headed it to the far post and Skiri just had to slot it away and Dortmund got much better in defending set pieces under Terzic. That's definitely an area where they did improve uh, after the, the coaching change uh, at Dortmund. Um, so, so I like Dortmund here, but I don't like the fantasy option as much. Uh, I think the only guy I would think about, apart from Haaland, is Nico Schulz uh, for, I think, 6.1 million because we got confirmation that Guerrero is still out. So we got to see and live another day with Nico Schulz here. But he's definitely a one and done because then it's the international break and I expect Guerrero to be back after the international break. Yeah, I think that's what we're all expecting and, and hoping for to a certain degree because, yeah, it hasn't 
quite fantasy game hasn't quite been as fun without Rafael Guerrero as a premium defensive pick. Yeah, and Jaden Sancho. I mean, he, he's True. missing as well. True. Yeah, and Angelino. We're missing all of them, to be honest, because they're three players that have played a big part in our seasons and now they're no longer available right now. So yeah, uh, interesting to see how Dortmund do respond to this and whether Erling Haaland can tap into his goal-scoring form against a side uh, that are conceding a, a fair few goals. Bremen against Wolfsburg, that is next up. Now, uh, Wolfsburg have only lost one of their last 11 games, keeping eight clean sheets in that time. Meanwhile, there has never been a goalless draw in 23 Bundesliga meetings between these two clubs in Bremen. There's an important caveat at the end there. Mm-hmm. So does this mean it's a Wolfsburg, you know, comfortable win to nil uh, <laughs> flow then? And if so, who's the player pick? I think that that will be a tough game for Wolfsburg. I mean, Bremen has, uh, like, Wolfsburg is coming off a game against Schalke, and that means that Wolfsburg uh, hasn't played competitive football for two weeks now. <laughs> I think that's how we should phrase it. And, uh, oh, you're so harsh. They, they will be a bit rusty, probably. Um Going into Bremen, no, I, I think Bremen, like, Bremen wasn't playing bad against Bayern. Um, it was just one of these days that Bayern was, uh, played, did play really good. I, I, I thought, or I said to a colleague at halftime, it's so frustrating. You actually play, like, you have a nice match plan. You, you, you're doing, like, you're getting forward at least some, playing nicely, defending quite good, and you're still, like, you're still behind two goals at halftime and it's it's not much you could really do about it. But I think with, like, Wolfsburg has some injury trouble right now. Otavio is still suspended and uh, I think this is going to be a close game at least. So um, I'm not expecting Bremen to roll over here for the Wolves to capitalize on. Um, and that's the reason why I'm only one like, team this season. Flo has scored more than two goals in a single game against Wolfsburg, and that was Werder Bremen. Yeah, no, but they still lost. Yeah, it five was three, a five-three. <laughs> that was such a freak game. Uh, it really was such a freak game uh, in the first leg. Yeah, but uh, I'm not that high and keen on investing into Wolfsburg assets because Bremen, like they playing a really destructive style of football. I think that might change. Uh, in the near future because like all the arguments is yeah we want to avoid getting pulled back into relegation battle we want to like safety first and everything but Kofeld is always emphasizing that going forward he likes to play a more active kind of football and at one point you can't justify just trying to destroy everything letting the, the opponent have like they went into Bielefeld and had 30% possession in the first half. That's like, that's not going to fly if you like, if you just, you, you have nothing to lose because uh, you already safe from relegation. You can't qualify for Europe than, than try to develop a, like some kind of playing style. But I don't think that we see that this weekend. So not high on Wolfsburg uh, for this match. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with your reasoning there as well. I think that's very sound indeed. Okay, let's move on to the next game, and we're starting with the standalone fixtures now uh, that will provide that added flexibility this weekend, starting with Schalke against Gladbach. Now, Schalke without a win in 10 games, picking up just three points. Meanwhile, Gladbach last weekend, despite that 3-1 defeat to Augsburg, they fired off 28 shots on goal, which is great for fantasy owners. Yes. A single game record for the current campaign. The problem was that Lars Stindl missed a penalty that changed the whole complexion of the game, and it should have been taken by Jonas 
Jonas Hoffman. I will stand by that point. And that's not just because I brought Jonas Hoffman into my team of last week. Of course not. But, that will be pattern, <laughs> James. No, 100%, yeah. right? So um, the thing is, I mean, Gladbach, we're talking about Schalke without a win in 10, but Gladbach now um, have lost seven straight in all competitions. Eight would be a club record. Would probably signal the end of Marco Rolls' tenure a little bit earlier than, than anticipated. But is this a game that we steer clear of, Flo? I mean, every time I think that one of these days there has to be some kind of reaction from Schalke, but I, I, I'm not banking on that anymore. Um, like, the way Schalke is playing, it uh, doesn't matter who's the opponent, you you probably, like, not doing bad or poorly if you invest in the side. And for me, it's Lars Stindl uh, on the Gapa side, who's really interesting for 15.8 million yeah, he, he, he's a guy I would look at and maybe Benzebaini. Up front, I think there's too much uncertainty who actually is going to, who actually is going to play. Um, uh, that's my reasoning. Otherwise, I think this would be a nice bounce back spot for a guy like Player, but I'm just not certain enough that he's actually going to start. So, um, I, I pass. On Gladbach strikers, but Lars Stindl, he's definitely uh, in consideration for next weekend. That's an interesting one, even despite the penalty miss. Now, I, the fact is, he's still their top scorer this season, um, and arguably the player that does provide the most consistent goal throughout. I think we've seen Neuhaus provide it, we've seen Hoffman provide it at times, but in terms of the consistency level, Lars Stindl has been the one. Uh, okay, you know what? I don't think we need to say much more about that game, so let's move on to Hoffenheim against Mainz, one we have talked about a couple of times already this season, and for good reason. When you look at the history books, there have been 49 goals in 11 meetings between these sides since 2015-16, and an average of four per game. I mean, the, the, the game last season stands out. I think, what was it, Mainz won despite going down to 10 men, Achim Bajalotz was, was it his first game in charge and Pavel Karajabek scored one of the weirdest own goals I've ever seen by kicking the ball off his own face and into the net, you know? So, total free game as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think, like, Hoffenheim was leading handily uh, if you just count expected goals, but <laughs> yeah. in real goals, it was a whole different story. I think it was, like, five goals. To, like, it was five really, one. really... 5-1, really, I think. 5-1, yeah. 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 yeah, that's it. So, yeah, that's it. We found it. These are the, these are the reruns of all the wild games for the first half of the season. It means they're all going to be nil-nil draws this time around, ladies and gents. You got to know it. But yeah, it the good news be. is in this could game. Could be. Well, yeah, it could like, be. Mainz um, is, like Mainz is like uh, Mainz is pretty good at shot prevent, uh, prevention. Actually, um, if you just make a table, there are uh, sitting right next to Dortmund with eleven point four shots conceded in twenty twenty one. That's decent. So it's it's not the best matchup for Hoffenheim, but I still think it's a, it's a good enough matchup that. And and the good thing with Hoffenheim, we talked about like we don't have any fantasy assets of Hoffenheim. We talked about that quite lengthy, but now like we got two guys who concentrate a lot of stuff. What's happening up front, and that's Baumgartner and Kramaric, and I I think there's enough enough meat on the bone. Um, for for these two guys to actually have a really good game against Mainz. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Cramerich, he scored six goals in eight league games in 2021, 14 and 20 appearances in the whole season, and four goals in seven meetings with Mainz. Um, so he certainly seems like a very sound investment for this week. And yeah, we are happy about the fact that Baumgartner was in training today, and that looks like he's recovered from the knock in, term, in time to play, uh, because yeah, he could be a valuable asset. Is, is it worth considering Pavel Karajabek in there as well, if you're looking for a defensive option, because he's under 10 million flow so he's not going to break your bank yeah. and might be a, a decent avenue because yes you're right to say that Mainz aren't conceding a lot of shots but they're also not scoring a lot of goals themselves yeah you're you're correct it, I, I think he's viable def- definitely I, I actually like I don't like most defenders these days uh, with Guerrero and Angelino out and um, so I, I definitely think he's one of the better options out there yeah I agree I just like I want to take a quick look. Hoffenheim is oh they're playing Augsburg next week, so uh, after the international break, so that's actually a forward-thinking transfer you could make. So the the more you're talking me into Kalarabek now, I hope that's that the result will be better than with Zula yes. last week, <laughs> uh, James. Say. But I'm not I'm not making you responsible for that. I'm just want to say it like three to five times. Yeah. <laughs> Just to underline it so people yeah. know. Yeah, just, so just know. to no. underline that I'm not making you responsible for well, no, I just, the me, decision I, I made bringing in a play I haven't even thought about before talking <laughs> with you. No, I, I have to say, I do hope it goes better than Zula. As I said, that was one of my worst banker picks, but it can only get better, um, even if with you go with Pavel Kadarabek, because I can't see him getting minus points by any any account against Mainz. Um, and yeah, you are right, they do play against Augsburg next uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, let's move on. Two games left to go. Hertha against Leverkusen. For Hertha, the old lady, they are averaging 10 shots per game under Dardai and have only scored four times. They have yet to keep a clean sheet in his seven matches back at the club. But the question here is, is a bit like the one with Gladbach flow. After Leverkusen's loss to Bielefeld, what do we do with their assets? How do we? How are we analysing them coming into this match day? Yeah, I think you have to keep them. I mean, if you if you brought in Leverkusen assets, you did it because of the run of games. You didn't get lucky with the game against Bielefeld, but I, like I, w- I would still stay on course because it's a standalone fixture. Um, I have Frimpong, but like the other guy I would be comfortable here would be Amiri. The problem up front is that you don't know who's going to start, either Bailey or Gray. I expect it's going to be Bailey after Gray didn't have a really nice game against Bielefeld and got substituted out at halftime. But it's like there's a bit of uncertainty. And both of these guys would actually, I would actually prefer them over DRB. And uh, that's the problem because DRB is the only one I've, I've, I feel safe is going to play. Um, with Schick and Alario, it's the same thing. I expect Schick to play, but. It's not 100%. And, um, so, yeah, my options are limited. Frimpong as a defender, Amiri in midfield. I, I, I prefer Amiri over Wurz, I guess, just because I'm not sure if Wurz is back to 100% after... Uh, being out with Corona for quite some time. Yeah, and, and plus he wasn't in the best form before he got the the COVID nineteen virus either. So it's yeah. one of those we were talking about him so being a bit more of course now is the time he's yeah. he's going to get called up for Germany. Yeah, of course. It's like that's a typical Löw move. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm probably Maxi Eggestein or whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, Rita Wagner got left in the other 21s, which blew my mind a little yeah. bit. But hey, that's just me. Um, meanwhile, Gareth Southgate's dropping Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, Wolfsburg is is it like there's a it's a long way from Freiburg to Wolfsburg. So. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't get to see him too often. Okay, let's move on to the final game. Our last bit of flexibility this weekend. Uh, I said earlier that it doesn't look like a great game for fantasy, but Flo, Flo disagreed earlier. Freiburg against Augsburg. Now, Augsburg, they've won just one of their eight Bundesliga games in Freiburg, drawing one and losing six. So in terms of, I mean, you feel like this does have fantasy value. If so, who are you trusting to close out the match day, my friend? Yeah. Uh, I said I think it's good for fantasy. I'm just not sure who, like, who, who will be the one profiting of it. Um, both teams are leaking chances to their opponents so um, that's that's good i prefer the freiburg side here and uh, already said that uh, roland shalai is a guy uh, i would feel best about and i i actually think like he's a sneaky pick a sneaky differential pick he likes to score uh, I, I think he's one of the few players up front who's like i don't think his starting burst is at doubt uh, if Demirovic like were safe to start up front, uh, I think he would be also an option. But I'm not feeling safe enough with him, and I, 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 I don't feel safe enough with Grifo. I mean, that's like like ridiculous to say, but like he's not like he's not playing up to his standards. And like I said, there's some talk of him being left out, and I think that happens one uh, once before already that Grifo got left out of the starting lineup. So, And he's much more expensive than Shalai is. And that's why it's my e easy decision. And uh, I, I think Streich really likes the Hungarian. He's been dropped in predicted lineups before and it never happened. Um, so I'm feeling like in this, like, doesn't matter if Kickers is saying that he might get rotated and someone I, from what I've seen from Streich, I honestly expect Shalai to play and I'm, I'm like, like I'm, I would make the, the percentage at 90%. I'm, I'm really confident that Shalai is playing. No, I have to say, I, he wasn't on my radar before we started recording, but I think you're right. I think he's got some good differential potential in him, Roland Shalai. Um, okay, let's close the show. Player picks, flow, Vegas choice. Who are you going with? I didn't talk as much about him, but I still think that Alexander Zerlot, 14.7 million, is one of these guys. Uh, if you want a different, like a striker up front with all the firepower on Saturday afternoon, I, I think like I, I'd rather have Zerlot on a Friday evening than Kramaric, just from the uh, where how the fixtures shape out. Because like, what's Lewandowski going to do if he's your star man? Like it's highly unlikely that he disappoints in a way where you swap the star man from Lewandowski to Kramaric. But like if Solo scores big, like you're getting a lack up on the competition, unless of course Levy scores a hat trick on the next day, which can definitely happen. But yeah, I, I like Solo. I like him as a Vegas uh, choice, and I think in brackets we can uh, like I also think that uh, Shalai. Uh, is would be a nice one here. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, he's the perfect fit for a Vegas choice, but I also like the, the Zerlot uh, choice. Um, you know, I had two names down and 
I'm going to get rid of one because I had Baumgartner down purely based on the fact that he was a doubt. But now that we know he was in training, I think he's less of a Vegas choice and more of a banker, actually. So my Vegas choice is going to be Rami Benzabaini. Uh, 12.1 million. We mentioned him last week and he didn't uh, play uh, in the game against Augsburg. Got dropped for Oscar Vent in the end because of those doubts. Um, but should be back this weekend. And against Schalke, uh, I fancy him getting forward. I fancy him being involved in a few shots on goal. Uh, and I fancy Gladbach to keep a clean sheet, funny enough, against Schalke as well. So I think Rami Benzabini could be an interesting option on match day 26. How about your super schnäppchen, Flo? I'm going with Nico Scholz, 6.3 million. Um, he's my favorite budget defender this week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, especially with the certainty of him starting, I think I, I'm, not, I'm not sure like if like Paslak, I, I, I can't see that Terzic is, is doing that. So definitely nice to have a guaranteed starter for that price tag of a of a club like Dortmund against a club who would like I think Cologne uh is scoreless in four out of the last five games or something like that so they 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 really can't score to save their lives that's the biggest problem of Cologne and the stat please forget it I, I just Jack on the top of my head, they scored at Union and they scored against Bremen. So it's definitely a wrong stat. I think it's home games or something like that. But there is a stat that they like they can't really score, um, which means clean sheet definitely on the table for Schultz. Yeah, no, I, I like that pick actually, and I've gone, I've gone down the defender route as well. I mean, I had Timothy Chandler down. I think we talked up his qualities. Iman Barcock is another one. We didn't mention the fact that there's an injury doubt about Daichi Kamada as well. He isn't kickers predicted lineup right now, but uh, there were a few concerns, and if that's the case, then they really are stretched thin. And Barcock is almost guaranteed to start at that point. Three point eight million. If you want the safest option, Max Lansquois for for six uh, is is another one to rival Nico Schultz in terms of being a guaranteed starter for. Wolfsburg against Bremen this week. Banker, flow. I'm going with Slash Dindel, 15.8 million. Um, I'm now like I'm now on the train. Schalke won't recover at all this season. And um, I think Stindl is one of the guys who can capitalize on it. And you see, you said it, almost 30 shots on goal at Augsburg. And if they can do that at Augsburg, I think they can do it at Schalke as well. And maybe... This time they actually hit the back of the net a few times. So, yeah, Stindl is uh, key to Gladbach's attacking play. And uh, I don't expect him to take any penalties, but like <laughs> he, he got 10 points with missing a penalty. Um, that, that definitely shows you his potential. Uh, no, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I like the pick. I, I prefer mine, I'll be honest. Um, and that's Christopher Nkunku. Yeah, I think but he's, he's so boring, James. That's why uh, I didn't... Uh, uh, yeah. give, give me a second. Give me a second. He's a, yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's actually too easy to pick uh, genuinely okay. this week. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to stick my neck out and and back Andre Kramerich against Mainz um, to, to, to to come up big, to give us another one of his big fantasy hauls. Um, I think I think he's got good odds of that. And I like I like him as my replacement for Mr. Max Kruiser up front personally. So yeah, Andre Kramerich, 17.8 million that would be my banker choice nice but right did you any gone <laughs> yeah nice that was just like the, se the seal of approval from flow yeah. uh, which yeah. which is always nice to have um but that brings us to an end of this week's talking foosball fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at talking foosball on twitter give us a like on facebook and if you have not yet join the talking foosball fantasy league for now from me your host james sorry good flow and the rest of the talking foosball crew Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören. <laughs>